Are you feeling stuck? Are you searching for purpose and a more fulfilling life? Are you looking for inspiration and encouragement? Then this is the place for you. I'm Brooke Moore. I'm Gretchen Jackson. I'm Kelly Strother. I'm Tharwit Lovett. We are Shifter. In this podcast, we will address all things mindset. You will hear real stories from real women who have faced their fears, crushed their limiting beliefs, and have turned their mess into their message by shifting their mindsets and leveling up in business and life. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Shift Her podcast. I'm Kelly Struther, and today our special guest also happens to be an alumni of our Shifter Mastermind program. She is certainly no stranger to experiencing life-changing results from positive mindset shifts. Kenzie Carr is a wife and mother of three. One year ago, she found the courage to close the chapter on a rewarding but taxing multi-decade public service career in order to join her husband in managing several entrepreneurial ventures. This transition has provided the long-desired and priceless gift of flexibility, allowing Kenzie to be more present for herself and her family. Over the last several years, Kenzie's been intently focused on personal development work. By recognizing the possibility of living beyond mere survival mode, Kenzie now considers herself to be thriving mentally and physically. She is committed to growing in her purpose, perseverance, and confidence on a daily basis. And as a result, she is enjoying checking off goals from her bucket list and working towards accomplishing some exciting dreams. Welcome, Kenzie. Thank you so much, Kelly. I appreciate the invitation. Yes, I am so excited to have you on the podcast today and get into um, all things mindset. I would love to know um, just a little bit more about your story. I will admit that it, reading your bio just kind of gives me chill bumps. That is such a transformation um, and transition. It is certainly one that does not um, lack quite a bit of courage leaving a career like that. I'd love to know if there was a notable turning point that kind of helped you decide it was time to leave or perhaps a sign or piece of advice that gave you the courage to transition out of that chapter of your professional life? That's a good question. Um, And really there wasn't a specific moment or a person or anything like that. I think it was just the accumulation of baby steps that I had been taking to really shift my mindset. you know, it wasn't something that happened overnight. It was super scary. Um, For a long time, I mean, for about 10 years, I was the sole breadwinner as my husband was working day in and day out to build our, um, to build our insurance business. And um, so, you know, the, the pressure, if you want to call it that, that I guess really I put on myself was I need to maintain a job. I need to maintain the benefits. Like I had great daycare that was attached to where I worked and, you know, it just, it all worked fine. Um, But at the same time, it was just like, okay, I've been doing this work for a reason. um, And I think it's time. Um, And so it was just, it was really acting acting on that courage that I was trying to build (laughs) within myself and that confidence. And, um, you know, we were at a place, we both agreed that we were at a place that, that it was time, like we can do this. Um, we've worked hard, we've made the sacrifices and, um, 
it's okay, you know, to just to start over in a sense. Um, so it's it's definitely not anything I have regret about. Um, you know, and, I, and looking back, I don't even have re regret on doing it sooner. You know, you know that I didn't do it sooner. Um, I really think the timing happened as it needed to happen. Yeah. Um, and and you know, here we are. Yes. Yes. Um, I love to think that everything, everything really does work out the way it is meant to. I know it's harder to be in that moment and believe it, but then afterwards, I think it really does show clearly that things play out the way they're meant to. So, um, I would love to kind of pick your brain since you have been in this, this position. Do you, would you, um, must start that question over. Yeah. Um, so I'd love to kind of pick your brain since you have been in this position as, as a working mom and, and someone who was kind of stuck in survival mode. Why do you think that so many of us women, especially working moms, find ourselves in this place, find ourselves in a place where we're just all of a sudden surviving and not thriving? Well, I do think that, you know, as a doer, <laughs> as doers, you know, moms, we're doers um, and we do lots of things, you know, we're, you know, the chef, we're the transportation, we're the schedule maker, we're the, you know, we're contributing towards, um, you know, the financial um, aspects of our, of our budgets, our family budgets. And, um, you know, so we have all of these hats and these roles that we play. And I think that, you know, it's hard, it's hard to accept that, um, in fact, we can we can make some decisions for ourselves and we can do some things that, that really al allow us to, to, to be more fulfilled, to feel, to feel more fulfilled. Um, and it doesn't have to be the day in, day out survival mode, as you know, you've said, um, it really, I think that was a huge turning point for me. Um, when I, it was almost like I didn't give myself a choice. Like I have to get out of survival mode. Like I cannot do this anymore. Mm -hmm. This is not fun. Um, and I've got to figure out how to do that. And like I said, you know, earlier, there wasn't, you know, that one that, you know, I just woke up one day and life was different. Mm -hmm. um, it was the intentionality and the consistency and, and the, the faith that things can be different. Um, and I think too, when you start surrounding yourself with people who are in similar situations or who have been in a similar situation, but have kind of worked their way into a new chapter um, of kind of a, a joy-filled life, it, it becomes, it, it seems more attainable. Um, when you're around people that are just, you know, nose to the ground, hustle, 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 like no time for fun, um, you're kind of like, well, I guess that's my only option. Right. Uh, you can really identify those people. And it might not even be people you know. Like it might be somebody you follow on social media or, or a book that you've read. Um, I, I really think that accepting that it's a possibility and trying to find people um, and situations to follow, I think that really makes a big difference. Absolutely definitely makes a difference of, of who you're surrounding yourself with. Um, 
I think that's, that's one of the beauties I have found in the shifter program and, you know, in the mastermind group is that all of a sudden you're thrown into this mix with women that are in different places in their career. Maybe some are more successful or in a little bit bigger place of power. And yes, it can be intimidating, but it's also very, very motivational. You know, they, they kind of pull you along to, to come right up alongside of where, where they are now. And it pushes you to um, go a little bit further, drive yourself a little bit harder. Um, I know that you have chosen in many ways to invest on yourself and put yourself back on that priority list. And one of those ways was by joining a Shifter Mastermind program. Um, how did this particular investment pay off for you? You know, it has been an invaluable part of my self-development journey. Um, one of the things I was thinking about this morning was the, the fact that I've always, I've loved to read. I have lots of books <laughs> in my closet that I've purchased, but never read because I made the excuse, like, I don't have time for this. I'm too busy. Um, and the books. So having a book that we were to read on a monthly basis and then connect with our group to discuss um, was huge for me because it really like, it made me buckle down and take time for myself to, to not only read, but to really kind of think and assess um, how I'm going to apply this to my life or how does this speak to my experiences in the past? How does it speak to who I want to become in the future? Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, having, having new information um, and then having the opportunity to connect with others who are at different stages in life, who um, might have had similar experiences, you know, just to have that, that sounding board, that accountability group um, really was, was powerful for me. Mm -hmm. That's so great to hear. So in this, this month, that journey that you embarked on, would you say there was, you know, a particular breakthrough or um, moment that really changed or played a role in changing that belief or shifting your mindset? There have been so many great things that so many light bulb moments. Um, and I am so grateful for those, but I think, I think the one thing that I'm really kind of focusing on right now currently is um, catching myself when I make excuses. So, um, you know, I feel that it's something we do without even realizing it. Um, the, the number of times we negotiate with ourselves throughout the day would probably be astonishing. And if there was any ever way, you know, mm -hmm. a, a way for us to ever capture <laughs> that number, um, you know, and it kind of comes from a place of like, keeping ourselves safe and, um, you know, not, not feeling pain. Um, so I've come to realize that when I make excuses, most of the times I end up wishing I had done things differently. Um, you know, kind of case in point, I am really trying to work on my, um, my physical health right now. And each morning, I intend to set my alarm at five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I do not enjoy getting up at five o'clock in the morning. That is, that's just, I'd rather sleep in. Um, the mornings I choose to actually get out of bed at five o'clock. Um, yeah, it's hard. It sucks, but I never regret doing it. 
However, the mornings that I don't set my alarm or I hit snooze until it's pretty much, you know, the time I have to get up in order to get my kids ready for school. Um, that's when I, I just want to kick myself in the butt and just say, why? Like, you know this. <laughs> you know how this benefits you. So um, I think this, the just really leaning into and being mindful about how often I'm negotiating with myself and, um, and, and making the excuses and then reminding myself that of those times when I've made an excuse, how do I feel? When I don't make the excuse, how do I feel? You know, what feels better in the end? Um, that's really been been something that I have uh, I've been leaning on the last you know couple of months, and it it really does make a difference. I love that. I'm I'm going to implement that today. I think so many of us, um, you know, we make those excuses, we talk ourselves out of things, and we just don't get to that point where you're you're telling us, you know, remind yourself. How are you going to feel about yourself if you don't do this and, you know, let yourself down? We, we really forget to consider that after effect. And so that is, that is a powerful mindset shift in itself right there. And it's not so much, you know, I don't approach it. I don't, I don't kind of institute that to make myself feel guilty. Um, but I, it's more of a challenge to myself. It's more of like, I know I'm going to grow and be a better person. And, you know, that my, my perseverance, my confidence, all of those things are going to grow and be better if I don't make the excuses. Um, now, there are times that, that I do make excuses. And I've had to also lean into not making myself feel like a failure, you know, not, not, not succumbing to the guilt, not feeling like a failure, but just, just really focusing on, okay, how can I do this differently next time when I feel the, the, the urge to not do what I know I need to do. Um, so kind of taking that, that, that guilt out of it and the, the, the failure um, part of that, taking that negativity out of it. But what a great tactic. I mean, it does sound like you kind of put yourself in competition with your own self, but instead of, you know, being your worst critic, you're your own best cheerleader. I love that. Um, so let's kind of switch gears and I would love to know, you know, I do think it's so important and we, we really talk about this a lot with women that we come to the table with, with a past, with these things that we've been through and we, we always feel like, you know, this is just something I need to keep hidden or it's going to be too hard to unpack or it's going to alienate me from other people when in fact, unpacking some of those things in our, our past can really help us bring value to others. It can really help become part of our message. So um, how about you, Kinsey? Is there a time that you think you have particularly turned that mess in your life into your message? I would say um, the last 39 years <laughs> you know, has, has been that time. Um, really, it's just been my journey. Um, and, you know, for as long as I can remember, I really struggled with being my own worst critic, um, with just being in a place that I was um, just kind of closed-minded. And this is really is all just about me, not necessarily me inter interacting and interfacing with the outside world, but just kind of closed-minded, um, you know, just really hard on myself. Um, there were times that and it, it kind of, it almost brings me to tears. There were times that I 
didn't feel worthy to be alive. Um, I, I was like, I have all of these things. I have all my needs are met oh, and I really don't want for anything. I'm connected. I have relationships. I have a community. I have friendships. I have opportunities. I have career success. I have educational success. I have all of these things, yet I am so miserable inside. And um, I really didn't know if I'd ever be able to, to escape that feeling. Um, you know, there were, there were little instances here and there and people and things, they would say things that kept me going. And I am so grateful um, that I never gave up, but it was a dark time and a dark period. And it was just so confusing because I was blessed in so many ways, yet I felt like I lived just in my own little prison. Um, and so, you know, like I said earlier, it, it was just kind of baby steps and almost like a snowball. It's like, okay, you start out super, super small, just with mm -hmm. some tiny things. And then, you know, your, your ball gets a little bit bigger and bigger and bigger. And then, you know, it, it gains momentum. It might start rolling down the hill and whatnot. But, um, you know, it, I'm thankful I never gave up. I'm thankful for the people and the experiences that I, that I have had in life um, who kind of shared their wisdom and imparted their experiences um, and and really just kind of given me hope um, to, sh to show me that it there is a possibility of living a different way um, and loving yourself and you know from there experiencing joy and happiness beyond what I could have imagined ever imagined mm -hmm. and I know that you know, you and I have talked about, we've both had experiencing therapists in the past and um, trying medications to try to help ourselves. You know, that's not always the best thing it is for some people, but how do you think, you know, as a fellow advocate of mental health, how was working on your mindset a really big game player in this particular area? It, it, huge. Um, like you said, with therapists and medications, like I've seen a lot of people and I've tried, <laughs> I've tried um, a lot of prescriptions. Um, you know, the one thing that, um, that I, you know, when, when somebody would say, oh, you should try this, this will make you feel better. Mm -hmm. um, I never could get past the side effects. <laughs> like yeah. the side effects were, were, um, were worse than dealing with my own mental funk. Um, so, you know, that was just like, yeah, I kept coming back to like, there has to be another way. Like, I don't know the answer. And I, I, I don't know how this is going to happen, but I don't want, I don't want to live this way. Um, so really I, it was kind of, you know, again, taking the, the bits and pieces here and there and just having faith building upon what I was learning and the progress that I would see just building upon that and using that as my motivation and inspiration to, um, to keep working on myself. Um, you know, I do think that, you know, I found, I found some really good, uh, some mentors and coaches to work with. Um, joining Shifter has been great. Um, and even just reclaiming time for myself um, as a mom, um, as a wife, um, as a business owner, there are, it, time is, is precious, um, but I can't, 
I cannot be me and I cannot be functional and I cannot be my best if I'm not pouring into myself. And so really, I think too, evaluating um, where I found kind of my bang for the, my buck, um, you know, at the moment, you know, you know, was it, you know, the mastermind or was it um, d- digging into a certain podcast or a book or, um, you know, attending a conference or a retreat, you know, I just had to kind of lean into what was serving me at that moment and building upon the things that I could take from that um, in order to progress. Well, and I love hearing you say in there that you, you were really paying attention to every little bit of progress along the way. I know sometimes we can get stuck on these big, big goals and get, you know, a lack of motivation when we're not quite there yet, but really 1% growth is worth celebrating. All those little wins along the way help us to enjoy that process of growth. And, and it's, you know, it's really, I think that's, that's important to recognize um, is to be intentional about um, acknowledging the small wins, because for most people, it's not going to be like winning the lottery. You know, I mean, you're not going to wake up and and just feel miraculously different. Um, and really, just focusing on, um, you know, do I feel a little bit more joy today, or um, you know? did I spend my time more wise, the way I chose to spend my time today, did that, did that at the end of the day, make me feel like I had a really good day? Um, So it's, I think kind of totally squashing the idea that somebody wakes up with just feeling this way um, after having felt so poorly for so long is a total myth and um, very unrealistic. And I think, I think once people recognize, can recognize that it does take work mm-hmm. um, and it's not always going to be fun. Um, and it, ta- it can take time, you know, it might not be tomorrow. It might not be next week. I mean, for you, for me, I would say it probably took decades. Um, but in the end, it's so worth it. Absolutely. And I don't know about you, but I, I feel like now we've got these weapons in our, our belt and we're ready to combat a little bit more of life that otherwise would kind of get us down. And um, so speaking in that, you know, I know we can come so far in this this journey, this growth, but there are days that that depression creeps back in or those limiting beliefs, you know, try to come back in and dampen our, our mindset. What are some particular tools or strategies that you find helpful when you're kind of in that place to help overcome uh, those kind of challenges? Well, I think one um, kind of hitting back on something we've discussed earlier is investing in yourself. Um, that or investing in myself um, has helped me be able to tackle the challenges differently than I would have in the past. Um, you know, with a more kind of opportunity centered focus versus like, I've just failed. I I'm defeated. Like this is going to, this is, this is the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, so kind of surrounding myself with positive people, positive messages, um, you know, those inspirational stories, 
again, that just kind of continues to give me hope and leaning on the successes that I've had um, just as reminders, like if you don't give up, this is what can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a coworker years ago that it, it was the, the, just the perfect um, suggestion. She said, I encourage you, you know, somewhere in your Bible, like to document your prayers and to date when your prayers um, are answered. Mm. I'm like, that is awesome. Um, So, you know, I, I, I have my dates and my prayers and my, my dreams and things um, kind of scattered everywhere. Some on my phone, some on my my computer, some on my Bible, some on my journal. (laughs) Um, So it's not super um, finessed right now, but I think being able to, to, uh, to really tap into those things um, when times do get challenging is huge. And having having a support group, you know, outside of work and family. Um, our family and our coworkers, great people. And I, I am so thankful for, for all of those people in my life. But I think it's also healthy to have, have a group outside of those communities um, on which to lean. Another thing for me really has been um, just building my confidence, uh, trying to build my confidence and trying to um, prove to myself that I can persevere. And so lately I have, um, you know, I've done a lot of mindset work and I like, you know, I feel like my mental health is, is at a good place. Um, now it's time to focus on my physical health. So I kind of talked about uh, getting up early and, um, you know, trying to work out but I am really trying to be mindful of like, what am I, what am I eating? And when I eat those things, how do I feel? Like how much water am I drinking? Um, how often if I'm, am I moving my body? Um, you know, reading, things like that. Just really work it, working on um, just the, the physical health mm-hmm. um, will in turn help the mental health. And so, you know, my husband has, has even said, like, Kinsey, I know it's not working out, you know, as much as you are, but I can really tell a difference. Like, when you don't work out, you know, it's not, it's not that um, it's a bad thing. I mean, like, we all need rest days, but, you know, when you keep it consistent in your routine, I can really tell a difference just in your mood and your outlook and, and how you handle situations. So, you know, I know a lot of people have heard, you know, physical activity, you know, the endorphins we get from that um, are beneficial in so many ways. And I think um, relating it to mental health is, um, is so important. That's so true. Um, I'm still not as, I'm not as far as you are in your, my physical journey. I'm getting there, but I, I can certainly attest to even just daily walks, you know, getting some miles in helps mm-hmm. so much with the mental fog and uh, or if I'm needing to kind of work something out and pack it, that's a really great place to do it. Um, but I love how you talked about how you kind of check in with what is working, what isn't working, mm-hmm. kind of keep track of those prayers that have been answered. Um, how often would you say that you kind of take this inventory of what is working or not working? Do you do that, you know, monthly or weekly, or is that more of a yearly thing you do? Um I would say it's, I mean, fairly often. Now I don't have it like scheduled in my calendar. You know, I'm, I'm not that regimented, but um, like you said, getting outside. I have found that um, I've really been making a priority to get outside and walk. And um, 
I tend to like to listen to podcasts and I like to listen to my music and that just kind of gets me going. But I have really tried recently to not listen to anything, like to really use that as my quiet time, my prayer time, like how am I feeling, you know, at the end of yesterday, you know, taking the assessment of like, how do I feel like I, I um, showed up for myself today or showed up for my family to, I mean, yeah. yesterday. Um, so, you know, I, I have been doing it less um, on paper because I have done it on paper before. Um, you know, I've also done it with a therapist, but um, I feel like what's working for me right now is just taking that quiet time outside um, because I, I know inside when I'm at home, I'm like, oh, I need to do laundry. Oh, I need to do dishes. I need to, you know, answer phone calls or pay bills or whatever. Um, so, you know, I feel like outside is a great time for me to really just connect with, with the earth <laughs> um, and with my heart too. Um, you know, I don't have the distractions and um, I can really kind of think about you know, how I'm feeling, what I might need to do differently. Um, I, I am a note taker. So I'm always, I don't even want to look at to see how many notes I have in my phone. Um, but I'm always jotting, you know, if I have an idea or if, you know, if there's a word or if there's just some, a person's name that comes to mind, like I need to meet with that person or I need to, you know, I need to look more into this topic or whatever. I'm always making notes. So that's a, that's a good way for me to have a reference point um, to go back to and, and think about, okay, you know, what, you know, what's, what are, what patterns do I see or um, where do I need to, to tap back into? I love that. Yes. The notepad app is certainly my favorite on my phone as well for the same reason. <laughs> Um, well, I just, I love all, everything you've brought to the table today in this talk we've had. I think it's just so motivational and it's really going to hit home with a lot of people and be inspiring for many women. Um, I would love to ask you, Kenzie, with all the growth you've done and how far you've kind of come, if you could look back, what advice would you give your younger self? Such a great question. And I, I feel like we could probably do a whole podcast on this, um, Mm -hmm. But the one thing I feel like that there was a theme throughout the majority of my life was um, allowing fear to dictate my decisions. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I feel like I probably didn't seize the opportunities that I could have or, um, you know, made certain decisions or whatever. I'm not saying I have regret but I'm just saying that when we have fear, we don't always have to believe <laughs> that fear. Um, if you know what I mean, it's, I do believe that fear kind of helps us to keep ourselves safe. Like it helps us make decisions that keep us safe. Um, and at this point in knowing what I know, I'd rather be challenged and grow versus play it safe and stay small. Um, you know, I think, you know, fear also kind of, for me, let me kind of, it made me more short-sighted versus like being open-minded and looking at the big picture and, and playing the long game. Um, so it was more reactionary, um, you know, my, my habits were. And so I appreciate 
not saying I don't ever get fearful. I mean, even coming on this podcast, I mean, it's like, oh my gosh, what? <laughs> this is a little scary. Um, but, you know, I put it, I actually put it on my list of goals. One day I'm going to be on a podcast. And then Kelly, you know, you were like, hey, do you want to join us for the podcast? I'm like, yes, I do. And the more I thought about it, I'm like, maybe I don't. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's, it's, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't go away overnight. Um, but I think the the more we kind of resist that, the easier it becomes to not listen to that yuckiness inside. Um, but also kind of discerning, does that feeling of fear, is, is that truly like, is that my brain or is that my, my gut? Like, I'm all about leaning into my intuition. Um, and I feel like the more I do that, the better I get at it. Um, mm-hmm. But leaning into that fear, I think I feel like keeps me more calculated and um, just in that safe space where I am not growing like I could and living in the potential um, and my purpose. So really, it's kind of twofold, you know, not listening to the fear, but also learning how to tap into that intuition and follow that. Um, I love, you know, a lot of, a lot of times, um, you know, I'll hear in the, you know, if it's on the social media pages or, you know, on podcasts it, through the shifter program, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no, you know, that's, that's a really good way. You know, if I'm like just struggling, like, what, do I do this? Do I do this? Okay. If it's, if it's, if it's not a hell yes, then it's a no, that's easy, done. Um, And then also just consistency. Consistency is key. Um, I feel that the examples that I've shared today, I really am thankful I was consistent. Now I wasn't, I wasn't like 100% consistent. You know, there were times I was consistent and then I kind of slid backwards Um, but I kept going. And I think that um, just knowing that if we do stay consistent, things, good things are going to happen. Change will happen. Growth will happen. um, And there will be no regrets. Absolutely. I love that so much. Um, What a great answer. And just like you said, you know, that fear keeping us feeling safe, we get so comfortable in that safety, but there is no growth there. And I, I totally agree. Um, you know, it, it may not sound very cool for our young selves to think about consistency, but the more we tap into that intuition, I mean, it is such a freeing place to be living from that kind of trust within 100%. yourself. And so, um, yes. So again, Kinsey, it has been just such a pleasure having you on the podcast Thank today you so and much for having uh, me. talking with you. We are going to drop, um, in our show notes, everywhere we can find you. You're, I know you're on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. So we will be sure and put that Wonderful. in there for our listeners to, to find. Okay. Well, thank you everyone for tuning into today's episode and we will catch you later.